My name is Dr. Lindsay Wisner. I'm a psychologist, author, a mom, and still an occasional shit show. You're listening to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast. This is a place for smart, sweary women to talk about stuff that matters, stuff that can make us uncomfortable, but stuff that helps us to learn and grow and be okay with living in that discomfort of not knowing the right thing to say or do all the time. Thanks for listening. You can also find me on Instagram at psychshrinkmom or at neuroticnourishment. Justin Shanes is a comedy writer living in Los Angeles. He left his job as a fancy pants corporate litigator, aka lawyer who does stuff, in 2009 and began performing stand-up comedy and improv in New York before eventually getting hired to write for Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, which is awesome. Possibly as awesome. Um, He also won a daytime Emmy for Word Girl. I'm a fan. And he ultimately began writing for the NBC sitcom Superstar Store, where he is currently a supervising producer. There's too many supers in there. I think that's the problem. By the way, he's also like the world's most patient and kind guy uh, because um, I spent two weeks setting up an interview with him and repeatedly introduced myself as Lindsay from Georgetown because of a communication error in which I thought he went to Georgetown. He still agreed to do the interview and did not at all think I was uh, mentally challenged. Or perhaps he did and then took pity and did it anyway. Nonetheless, Justin is from Plainview, New York. And um, despite a two-week-long misunderstanding, he did not go to Georgetown. Uh, he's a great guy, a good sport. He tolerated me, and you should totally follow him on Twitter at Justin Shanes. Also, don't forget to watch the new season of NBC's Superstore, which airs Thursday, October 29th at 8 p.m. Enjoy this episode. I certainly enjoyed chatting with him and laughing at myself. Justin, thank you so much for agreeing to this. Um, thank you for having me. You are such a badass. Um, I just, I wanted some explanation on the duty show, but is that like a real cool thing? Um, is, is what I call, is doing the... Duty show. That's what it's called. Duty. Duty uh, show. Yes. It, it, it is a real thing. I mean, um, is, is it like a cool, like, you know, comedian thing? I think it kind of is. I think it's like kind of like almost like a rite of passage in a way. Like I feel like for whatever reason, like comedians have more anxiety, which I think also means more uh, digestive and bowel issues. So I oh, think, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a high uh, comorbidity there. So I, I think it's very relatable. Yes. To be yes. in the top of the world and, and yeah. Yes. For my, my listeners, I told Justin before we started recording that um, I was so flattered that he agreed to be on my show. And then when I searched his name, I came up with duty shows like he went on our show and talked about taking a shit. So um, but good for you. But 
good for whatever. Anyway, so I was curious because I only listened to your episode and only the first half. And then my husband was like, no, we're not listening to us. another story. Um, That's fair. I mean, you kind of get it. I mean, you yeah, know, I mean it's, it's, at a certain point, it's diminishing returns with, with shitting. So yeah. I sort of agree. And like, how is there a whole show? But I mean, the guys, uh, guy, guys are very funny. Um, and yeah. so I understand. I, I'm not familiar with their work yet, but um. Um, but yes, but thank you. So, um, Justin, you are the, um, you are a writer on Superstore, which has America Ferreira and other people who I'm blanking on at the moment, but it's a great show. It is. And I, cause I also watched a few episodes before I listened to this shitting episode. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I'm like very fortunate to be on a returning show right now and be working and all that. It's nice. We just started production this past week, actually. So, you know, it's possible that we find out tomorrow that the entire cast and crew has COVID, but I'm hoping that that didn't happen and that we were able to continue making it because that, be, that would be nice. That is exactly how I feel about school. But I am watching, I am literally watching like the um, newyorkforward.forward.gov website, like mm -hmm. with more intensity than I do that I did fantasy football, but like I am watching the stats the same way. Sure. I am like, go up and shut the fuck down because I'm, you know. Well, New York's doing it, right? Like my nephew's on Long Island and I know he started physical school this week, so. So it depends, uh, is he more out east, like Suffolk? Uh, he's at the border of Nassau and Suffolk. Fine, so, so we, I just, I'm not asking for, but he, um, I don't want anyone stalking your nephew, obviously, but um, but so my kids, <laughs> okay, my kids, <laughs> so we're in Nassau on the South Shore, and ours, we were given a choice okay. uh, of like, it was like, hell yes, being full in person, and then um, don't want to commit yet, being like hybrid, and then um, uh, full remote, which is me, because I'm like, I'm a shrink, I got into this field because I'm fucked up, so my kids are staying home yeah, yeah. because it's 2020 and what if. Um, and so we're doing full remote and most days, so I, my office, my one kid is in that room, one kid is in that room and I have to spy on them every few minutes, so. Do you take turns teaching them or? How no, my husband is also a shrink and a lawyer and he's an essential employee and so he goes to work. Uh. And I spent the summer running away from my feelings and working excessively from home. Um, and then it didn't work anymore, um, the running from my feelings. And so, booze, but it's cool, because- Yeah, know. we do what we can. Yeah, it was prom dress Friday yesterday for 9-11. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> whatever, it was bizarre. Um, but it was fun, and I got to, it was Twitter feed, basically, and I got to post about it. The 9-11 was a coincidence, or it was related to- It was kind of related, because I was like, you know, I don't want to remember right now. Like, and I mean no disrespect, like, but I, um, I graduated in, I started graduate school in 2001 and I moved from DC to um, New York. And so my first date with my husband was September 9th, 2001. And then, uh, wow. right. And so the next time I saw him was graduate school and I was consumed with the fact that I had made out with this guy in my five-year program and much like law school, like you're stuck with the same people for- you know. yeah three to five years. And so um, 
I was very, um, that was what I was thinking about. And then I got to school and they're like, here's a television. I don't know why everyone felt the need to show us this, but like, here's a television, the world's ending. Um, so I didn't want to think about it this year. It's been a shitty enough weird world. Yeah, you know, it had a, it took on a weird tone this year just because not that it's like less tra tragic, like relative to Corona, but just like, when you're talking numerically about, like, yeah <laughs> like coming on coming up on like 200,000 dead americans um and the country is just kind of like moving ahead like it yeah. you know like doesn't matter like let the chips fall where they may and sucks if you get it and die uh and then to be memorializing this thing where 3,000 people died which is happening you know like every day week month yeah. here like um, it's just strange. It's just like, oh yeah, remember when like this mattered, like thousands of Americans dying? Like remembering this is a big deal? And like, obviously there's like, there was always like a cinematic quality, quality to 9-11. Like it's a good story, which is like, I think why, part of the reason why this country was so obsessed with it and why it had such a huge impact on us for yeah. you know, decades. But, um, yeah, it, it's just, it's just bizarre this year, given the context. That was my thought too. And it was like, it's a, a numbers thing, but not a numbers thing. It's like people have died and then, um, uh, and it's also like, we're never going to forget it. And if you weren't there and alive and like conscious and cognizant, which I ran out of, um, characters on Twitter, obviously, when I tried to express this, but like, if you weren't there for it, like, it's tough to explain. And I don't, I still don't think my kids who are nine and 11 understand, um, sure. you know, and uh, my daughter's elementary school actually attempted to have a, um, an assembly with this whole school and all the classes and all the, and like, this is one of these ones where like, the one thing I feel very fortunate about is that I started my podcast a year and a half ago. We moved to Zoom as soon as someone explained the, the, um, the idea of sound quality to us, you know, because we were recording on a cell phone on speaker. It was really awful. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we were dumb. Um, but so I feel like we have the upper hand with like, oh, this is how we work things. And like, you know, um, so now I can help my kids. But um, yesterday's 9-11 assembly was painful because they couldn't get all the kids to sh turn off the speakers or the, to mute themselves. And then they didn't explain, I guess the teachers haven't figured out how to mute all the kids. And so all of a sudden it was like being in like a rave with like the sounds that were coming out of the computer. <laughs> My daughter's like, you gotta come in here, it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a full Skrillex song. Just yeah. Like it, it was a mess. That's um, my most, most to date sort of like Techno house music uh, reference. <laughs> right. I, I, That's I, fine. I, I've got I, nothing. I was yeah, cool. Um, no, I went to a rave once, and it was weird and awkward. And um, yeah, and I discovered ecstasy doesn't work on me. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I want to say that's unfortunate, having never done ecstasy myself. But I, I imagine. I mean, I I, I having the option. I didn't do it for like. I I it was I don't know how to I didn't do it for like the oh let's get sexually adventurous and yet uh -huh. when I, the people I was with were like hey come join us I was like yeah I'm not I don't nah no like you're ugly and I don't know um so that was my fun time my my one fun time and with like the one alternative person I met at Georgetown um 
must know this story. You still didn't go to Georgetown. Common misunderstanding. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go to Georgetown. I could. There's still a chance. Mm, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's probably but, love. But at Penn, you have Jews, which is good. Yes. You have so many Jews. So many <laughs> Jews. I was Arguably thinking too many, which I'm allowed to say. Uh, it sounds weird from non-Jews to say that, but but no. Yes. Well, you're half. You can do it. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, did you do the fraternity route, by the way? I did. It's so weird. It just kind of was like foisted upon me. And then before I knew it was happening, I was in a fraternity, which is strange because like, I'm not a fraternity type. Like, you know, like I was in the marching it's band. You in high it's you, Penn. Everyone was in the marching band in high school. I promise you. <laughs> yes. But it is an incredibly dorky school where everyone thinks they're so much cooler than they are. Yes. But even still, like, I, I just... I didn't think that Greek life was for me, but I had a friend who I did model UN with. Of course you did. Uh, of course you did. <laughs> yes. And he was in the fraternity and I started just going to a bunch of their parties. And then one day they were like, oh, like you're, you're in the fraternity. And I was like, what, wait, what, what do you, what you are you talking about? You didn't have to rush or pledge or something? Well, we had a, um, there's no hazing in my fraternity, but there was like a, there was an initiation ceremony. What's your fraternity? Uh, it was called Lambda Chi Alpha. It was it was a Christian fraternity. That is not a Jew fraternity because I know no, the Jew. Not a I, Jew can't, I, I can't remember the name of it, but my four-year long-distance relationship was at UPenn while I was at Georgetown, and oh, wow. um, oh, it's okay. Apparently, <laughs> we were recently. <laughs> at, we were so we were. Sorry at, to hear that. We no, it's okay. We were at a bar mitzvah, like one of the uh -huh. you know, like a common um, friends. So two people from my high school went to my boyfriend and this other guy and then um the other guy is now married to his college girlfriend and then she and i had met while i was dating this guy's name is jordan while i was dating jordan and then um uh another person from our high school went to georgetown with me and his wife did as well and so we've all kept in touch and so um a year and a half ago two years ago now we were at um the one of the kids bar mitzvahs and we were sitting at the table talking and I was like, I turned to the, um, I turned to my um, ex-boyfriend's um, friend and former roommate and his now wife. And I was like, I don't remember, how did you guys meet? And they're like, oh, well, Jordan was dating this girl and she introduced us. I was like, question? Like, wasn't I dating him? Okay, fine. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, well, Okay, yeah. fine. Good. Glad we were having a good time. But they were both in the Jewish fraternity, whatever it was. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> this, is, this is good. I was, like, I was like, you guys know I was dating him then, right? And like, and she even went so far as to say, no, not so-and-so, but so-and-so. I was like, wait, like, there was more than oh, one, no. like, actual, it's, I'm okay with it. Okay, you're over it. Yeah, he's very rich and has not aged well, so... Oh, great. I love I it. I know, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very rich is, is sort of code for not, probably not the best person. Right. Not universally, but, but usually, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah, who's also in Wharton, if it helps to paint the picture. Okay, for, I, got, I got the <laughs> now. Okay, great, yes. Um, so Justin, tell me, how has, okay, so you're working, which is amazing. Are there any, you're filming the last season? Uh, who knows? Fine. It, Fine. it is to use the word again. It is maybe the penultimate season. My <laughs> guess is my guess is we get one more, 
and then that'll be the final one. And then I will hopefully go on to write something that is not set in a big box store because as, as fun as that is, um, yeah, it's just like you want to eventually write for new characters and a new setting and all that. But um, it's cool. Like this year we're, we're tackling coronavirus like in That's the awesome. show. Yeah. It's like kind of a great opportunity to do it because, you know, like I feel like outside of hospitals where sort of it's probably too grim of a picture to really get into it, like sort of a, a Target type store is kind of the perfect way to show how it's affected daily life in a way where it can still be funny. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. I, th I think we've been doing some cool stuff and, you know, I hope people like it. So. Also, you can... I was just envisioning a world of like Grey's Anatomy where they're all wearing masks and the only acting has to be done with their eyes. And that yeah. sounds even more dreadful than regular Grey's Anatomy, which I watch religiously. Um, wow, still going on Grey's Anatomy. I can't stop until she stops. I can't just end the fucking show. <laughs> like season 30 or something now. I know, and the worst is when my teen <laughs> patients will be like, yeah, I just got into Grey's Anatomy, or like I, I have other patients that have watched it like eight times, and I'm like, stop fucking watching. It's the same thing. Like, Haven't they run out of like diseases? Like, they, like it's just like this is great. We're doing lupus again. We're doing the lupus episode. Like, I, like I, I would I imagine there's <laughs> so much repetition at this point. I know, but with House, it also was like that. It was, it was always SARS at the end. Like it was, I don't even know what SARS uh -huh. is, but it was always SARS um, or like some sort of respiratory thing. And now I feel like I well, should- Well, I was out on House when, there was an episode of House where um, a guy's um, ball, his testicle exploded. <gasps> um, and, and then I think it was revealed that it was like part of a, some dream sequence, but nonetheless, like, yeah. It happened in the show, and, and I think that was where I was like, okay, like, I, I, I think I've seen enough happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when testicles are just, are just yeah. popping like, What would Freud say about an exploding testicle? I want to wake him up from his dead and ask him, but... Um... Oh, you, you cut out for a split second. So oh, I, sorry. I, just... I said, what would Freud say about an exploding testicle? And then it was oh. my, like, wake him up and ask what it was. But... You know, Maybe nothing. Maybe he would surprise <laughs> us and just be like, yeah, that, that, that actually doesn't have a deeper layer. It's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, it's He'd just be like, I'm going to go back to analyzing my daughter's sex dreams. I'll see you yes. later. <laughs> um, exactly. Um, what is it like? Is it any different working on the set with like... Well, I fortunately haven't had to be on set yet. Like the way it works is like, you're sort of in charge of one episode or, or a couple episodes, but like, um, the one that you like, quote unquote, write, because it's all collaborative, but I know, yeah. Of you, that's the one that you go on set for and sort of supervise. So I've written the sixth episode, which doesn't shoot till October. So, so you're not going to go back to work for a while, I guess. Yeah. I have a little while on. We've been doing Zoom since June, and it's just it's fucking weird. It's exhausting in a way that, like, it's hard to describe, but you know, like, an hour on Zoom feels like four hours in real life. And just like staring at 16 faces all at once, just your your brain is not designed to do that. And no, so it's just, not. My son said to me today, he goes, you know, my neck hurts. I was like, it's probably from school. Yeah. Like staring at a computer all the time, you know, and not moving. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, and so I'm grateful for the human interaction because it's like, fun to see friends and just, you know, kind of like joke around and being 
a room, even if it's virtual, but um, yeah, it just, it feels real bizarre and it's not as fun as it normally would be. And it's still at the end of the day, like a pale substitute for actual human, human interaction. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I am very conservative with my exposure and my children's exposure, obviously, and crazy, super crazy. But, um, but so I feel like I don't see people or speak to people, you know, like I do, but only like this, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was pretty crazy early on. Um, I, right when it hit, I like had a sore throat for the first two weeks and was just <laughs> constantly convinced that I, I had coronavirus. It was just like, I didn't go to work our last day of work just because I wasn't feeling well and like panic was at like an 11 forever. Right. Um, and then I think it was just allergies or something, but it was, it was, it scared the shit out of me. And so I, I, I was a hermit for, for a while. And then at a certain point I started branching out a little bit. Like I started doing some backyard hangs with friends that was distance and doing walks and hikes and seeing people outside. Um, and, um, it was, yeah, but that, it was probably anxiety. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was probably, it, I mean, it's so easy to go to psychosomatic tense, especially like the second you start Googling anything about it. So don't Google shit. Don't yeah. Google shit. No, I mean, I did Google shit to see when my like scores will spike in New York, you know, um, but. Um, New York's sitting pretty now. New York is, I killed to be in New York. New York is the place to be. It's got LA, LA is still a nightmare. Is it? What's your. Um, What's your percentage? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I just sort of put, the numbers have just like been exactly the same um, for like six weeks now. And so it's always like in the range of like a thousand to 1200 new cases a day or something. Yeah. It's just like not going up or down, which maybe is good, but it's like, it's stable, but it's still pretty That's not high. good. That's not good. Yeah. You've yeah. also got, you've got like fire coming at you from one direction and then, right? Yeah, it, it is, it is all hitting at once right now. Um, I mean, to be in a pandemic, I mean, it's like crazy. Like I remember in, you know, like April, like early stages of the pandemic, just being like, well, like I can't go to restaurants and movies and see people, but like, at least I can like get in my car and go outside and go for walks and be out in the world. And then like the wildfires hit and you can't even do that. You can't even go outside because it smells like a campfire. Like I wanted to get my mail and like came back inside and just like smelled like a fucking brisket just because like there was just so much ash in the air. And so now I'm like, oh, like, well, at least like I have, you know, access to Netflix <laughs> and Hulu and food and power. I feel like in like three months, I'm going to be like gnawing on like a rat. It's like, <laughs> like, well, like, I'm grateful that I was able to like rip the fur off the rat in one piece. Like that's like, you know, we got Our expectations are dropping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree. I, I was like super, like I said, I just feel like I was in, um, just constant, like, I got to make myself busy mode. And then, um, and then now we're back to school mode, but, um, but, uh, you know, what's weird is, okay. I don't remember ever hearing about the pandemic of 1918, like the Spanish flu. Like uh -huh. really, do you? Cause I had this conversation with my husband and I was like, I don't remember that being like a 
thing, you know? I feel like very vaguely. I feel like it was like a question in like a review book on American history that like, you know. Like, like AP like, history. I got a yeah, three. Like, I got a three, like so it's like, yeah, yeah, we didn't. So you got a three? Um, yeah. yeah. It's okay. I did fine in English. And three is a pass. A three will get you on to, you know. Not at Georgetown, which I guess proves that Georgetown. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Old, old, old wounds of school pride, you know. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you a question. So you switched from lawyer, who was uh-huh. just about to make the shitload of money, to jumping out the window into an unknown industry, which I think you're obviously very good at. And I think the best comics are smart and sarcastic and um, have this thing in them. And so, and you don't fit the narcissistic lawyer thing so far. No, I didn't, but, oh, thank you for saying so. Oh, Um, I say professionally, it's fine. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I, so I was like a theater kid growing up and just like loved doing that and um i i don't know i i i felt i feel like i started doing like law stuff in high school because we were like a public school but we had like a law program and i like got really into that and like moot court like mock trial stuff sure it just like kind of made sense like the theatrics of doing law and like arguing and debating all that stuff i was just like yes like sign me up for this and um when I got to law school, I just like very quickly was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I really was just miserable my first semester at, mm. at law school. It wasn't um, like Legally Blonde? It, it wasn't. <laughs> and I, I tried to do everything to make it so, but it just yeah. like, it wasn't, you know, like, um, it wasn't coming together in how I envisioned it. And so I started doing more of the theater stuff that I like, used to do and miss so like I auditioned for there's this thing called like the HLS parody which is like a musical comedy performance thing bless you thank you uh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because you visually sneeze I know but I sound so <laughs> someone listening to the to the podcast it just looks like I was I just was able to sense that you sneeze but if they know me they know that i automatically hold my nose and i don't know why it's just like a bad habit and someone always tells me i'm gonna die that way but i'm not so there so there are some podcast fans that are familiar with your sneezing style (laughs) we know know what happened there there's no need to okay um but so tell me so hls stands for harvard harvard law school yeah but what i I feel like something better was coming before you Um, bless you (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I got, I went down a sneeze tangent. Um, I, I did that and, you know, I was the, I auditioned for this thing and I was the only guy who could competently follow choreography. Gotcha. So they put me in like six or seven dance numbers in this thing. And I can't, I'm not like a good dancer, but like, it's Harvard Law School. So like, Already no one's a good like, dancer. After yeah. that, and then like discount for the fact that just like you know, um, so I was in all these dance numbers, and it was so much fun. And I was doing that, and I tried out for my civil procedure professor um, did performance of the Crucible, and so I auditioned for that, and That's I got to be fun. one of like the scary from <laughs> the Crucible, and it was great. And my parents were like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, we sent you to law school, and you're..." 
doing all this theater. And I was like, this is the only thing that's keeping me sane. And I just, I don't know, I just kind of kept with it. And by the time I graduated, I just felt like maybe the law thing wasn't going to work out. And I kind of wanted to do writing and be creative again. And so I, I went to a firm, I practiced for two and a half years. Um, and I hated it. Like I was like a real like husk of a human being. What kind of law were you doing, by the way? Um, I did corporate litigation. So it's just like representing like huge clients, like, you know, like Wells Fargo and Airbus and IBM. And, you know. I think I've seen a docu a Netflix documentary on all the ones you just mentioned, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So, good job. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and academically, I loved it. Like I still, I will still read like Supreme Court opinions when they come out. Like I loved doing the research and writing memos. Um, but I, I knew I always wanted to, to, to do this thing and, and do comedy writing. And uh, I think for me, it was like, you know, I wrote this one motion to dismiss for failure, for lack of standing. And the judge just thought it was so funny. <laughs> he was just like, you gotta- How I is that funny? Was I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Oh, were you fucking with me? Because I was no, like, I'm talking with you. Yes. I was no, like, I, I really want to read this motion. And I've read motions before, and I've never been moved. I went to Georgetown, so pretty much exclusively everyone I've dated for the last X amount of years has gone to law school. So yeah. I'm technically a lawyer by insemination, I think. So by insemination, that's yeah, that's the that's the easiest route. I I was a fool and went to law school. I would have taken the insemination route in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's um, hands yeah. down the best. Like technically, I qualify. I think. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, at a certain point, what actually happened was like, I had it in the back of my mind that I was going to quit. And then we were called in for this one huge healthcare case. And they brought us into a conference room. And they were like, you guys are going to have no life for the next like, you know, like, three <laughs> to like, six months. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be working weekends, you're going to be working really late nights, it's going to be like a huge slog. So like, buckle up. And I literally like in that moment, at that second, I was like, this is it, like, I'm out. And so I, like, kind of just, like, sheepishly raised my hand. I was like, um, yeah, this all sounds great, but I don't know that I'm going to be here for any of it. And everyone was like, what? But I hadn't told anyone I was leaving because I, I decided in that moment that I was leaving. So I, I came in the next day and told them that I was quitting. And it was after the 2008, like, you know, like financial collapse. Yeah. yeah, we bought a house during that financial collapse. And oh, great. Right before perfect, it, right before it. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. Yeah. We moved um, into a better house now, so. Okay, great. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Thank you, uh, can't it, see anything. It could, use, it could use a little more artwork, would be my, my one note, if I, if I was forced to say something. Okay, I, I, I can see the, the accountant's lamp in the background. There's an accountant's lamp in the background. I love that lamp, but it broke. And then there's a roll top desk and a real Smith and Corona <laughs> typewriter. Oh my God. I've was... always wanted those things. And so I bought them in like on this online auction and at the start of Corona. And then my husband had to go pick them up and he was unhappy, but they're cool. And it makes me look all like professional writer-esque. It's very cool. It, it looks like a, a timepiece. Like it looks like it's like very like late 1800s. Mm -hmm. um, See? It's fantastic. Yeah. But yes, I do I, art on the wall, so. Yeah, 
I watched a lot of antique road shows, so if you need an appraisal, I yeah, it's I can, fine. But you know, if you overpay, yeah. If you if you um, if your parents are into it, I highly recommend Ninja Auction something or other because it's like all around New York. They're like, and you'll get to one like weird house where it, like the guy was really into Disney or really into like you know movies, and you'll have like sure. a yeah. thousand things of Mickey Mouse. So. Whatever. I'm not allowed to buy anything anymore. It's a rule. Um, which is fine, because what he doesn't know doesn't hurt him. Is this a self-imposed rule, or? No, I'm married. I don't impose or... any rules on myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be sexist and be like, did your husband tell you you couldn't buy anything? Like, yeah, I, I just, I just want to That's not clarify, sexist. But, yeah, okay. That's a woman's life, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, that is just the way we manage. And that's why we have separate bank accounts, women. But it's, it's okay. Um, secret bank accounts where they don't know that you've oh, accidentally- Oh, yeah. Yeah, where like you've accidentally bought the same book off Amazon four times and they don't know. Oh, I've, I've fully bought the same thing multiple. I, I, I think I have three meat thermometers at some <laughs> hidden around the apartment. I did see your reverse steak and was very impressed with it. And it looked oh. delicious. I stalked you. I stalked my guests. It's a rule. You give me your time. I give you my stalking. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's 2012, you know, I, we love the likes. So, so it's, I know it's, I've liked a bunch of your stuff. I was like, he's going to see it and freak out. It's weird. But I also did start following Jen Startsky after watching you. Statsky. Statsky. Thank you. S-A-T-S-K-Y. After watching you. Yeah. She is one of my closest friends. She is a delight. Um, I love her. She is, she is shooting a show now that she uh, created in a show running with two other friends. And um, that is insane. Just like to be like, actually like making something new right now is just wild yeah. and weird. And yeah, um, especially because it's just like when you're, when you're working now and have all these decisions that have nothing to like it's just sometimes it feels like um i don't know like the world isn't acknowledging that there's a pandemic going on and yes and, it's really fucking frustrating right yeah, yeah you feel yeah. kind of crazy like i'll talk to people sometimes or you know i'll have like a some kind of meeting where there's just like no like acknowledgement or just like i don't know just like someone is just acting very normal. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, not how we're acting now. Like my friend, yeah, well, yeah, we, yeah. You should be descending into madness at least a little bit. <laughs> Come uh, join me. Like, let's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's this mom that I follow on Twitter, and I don't even remember who it was. And she was like, she made some comment about like when you're yelling at your kids in public. And I was like, we go into public now? No. Is that something we're doing? That's not something. My kids aren't coming into a store with me. I don't. Especially on Instagram. Like, I, I have like. There are some friends, and they're more like acquaintances, like from high school and stuff. But like, you see people where like you would never be able to tell that there was a pandemic going on just looking at like their life, like their feed. And obviously, it's like manicured and whatever. But still, like, it's crazy. My friend, he was like all these photos of like water skiing, taking the kids for ice cream, and going on vacation. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, where you know, like, are you are you getting just like IV bags of like you know like the antibody just like right. shipped in? Like, like I don't understand it. it. There's you know, I at least I respect when there's like a mask in there, but that also freaks me out because I'm like, toss in a mask. Just let it, you know, just let us know. <laughs> Give yeah. us a reminder that it's weird. You know, 
it's so weird. And then I was researching the 1918 pandemic this morning because I was like, why don't I know more? And uh -huh. um, I feel well, like I, they, they did a better job in 1918 than, than we're doing now. Well, some cities did. I don't not, know Philadelphia, not Philadelphia, not Philadelphia. Yes, Philadelphia is like so I know. Funny that Philadelphia is the cautionary tale. It was I like 32,000. I remember this. I just read it. This, it's probably still in a tab on my phone. Yeah. 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 Uh, Philadelphia did not. Yeah. And we have our version of the Philadelphia Parade of 1918, which is like we had the Sturgis motorcycle rally where like right. they traced, like, I forget what it was, but it, like, it was like, 19% of all coronavirus cases in August stems from that one event in Sturgis. Right. But what's fun to do is if you look up like 4th of July or Labor Day and then you go huh. forward two weeks and you're like, there we go. You know, it's fun to. I know. Like we just had Labor Day and I am, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope that that doesn't happen, but I'm sure. It's going to. And like our schools, our school just started last week. So two weeks from now, I should see a whole bunch of shit pop up and um yeah, well i was actually away this labor day i went to carpinteria which is like a little coastal town um just like um i don't know you know santa barbara it's, no it's, but this sounds like you're living a non-corona life and i don't like it well you know i i every like two months i need to get out of dodge or i feel like i'll just lose my mind and so I booked an Airbnb like a couple months ago, just knowing like, I just want to get out of my place and be in a new setting. Yeah, the cool kids are doing that. I know, that's what I hear. It's nice, it feels safe. Like, uh, you know, like I get there, I wipe everything down, I'm very careful. Like, Airbnb is like letting, I don't know, they used to, I don't know if they still have it, they were like airing places out. Like, like they were like having like 24 hour like waiting periods in between like, people checking out and checking in. That's so, good. Um, I don't know, it, it seems okay. I don't think I got the virus, but I, I, I did get pink eye. And so uh, <laughs> it is possible that, the, that <laughs> the pink eye is from the Airbnb. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know how much longer. I, I mean, I know that coronavirus can stay on salmon, frozen salmon for nine days, thanks to the useless information studies we're doing now. Um, but I don't know about how long. Yeah, it was a real thing. I, stalked it. I'm stalking. Sure. Um, salmon, I, ideally. So. Right. But it's interesting because salmon is good. <laughs> I was reading this thinking, I haven't had salmon in a while. Like, <laughs> it should have coronavirus though. Um, but I don't know how long the pink eye, like, germ, disease, whatever it is, lasts. Well, you know, it really depends. On, I, I've read so much about pink eye in the last week. <laughs> and uh, I have no answers. I, I, and I, I'm on antibiotic drops for it now, which are supposed to knock it out in like a couple of days, and they haven't done that. And so I was like, maybe it's viral, but like, I haven't been seeing people. So I don't know how the hell I would have gotten viral conjunctivitis, unless it was like maybe on the pillow or something, but I'm sure they washed the sheets. I just, I, I don't know how I got this. And it's very frustrating. I did read that like one to 3% of COVID patients get, pink eye and i don't think it's that <laughs> it, was, it was enough to send me into a full tailspin this morning, like, that's why i'm like, laughing i know that's the yeah. anxiety um i did not read that but that's okay i did read a shocking study that when um you go to restaurants you're more likely to get covid which was completely unexpected obviously to all of us <laughs> i, I know. Don't think did it that. 
you know, it's hard. My family has been eating out. I mean, like, my food is a big obsession with my family. Um, my bar mitzvah theme was, was restaurants when I was a 13-year-old kid. <laughs> I, I, it's just like, it has been a, a real fixture of our lives. And so not surprisingly, they are going out to eat a lot, always outdoors on Long Island. But it does concern me. Like, every, like they're co- I'm just constantly getting pictures of, like, an appetizer in like, or like a, you know, like a glass of wine, just like out on a veranda or something. And I'm just like, are you guys cooking at all? I don't understand. They're just always eating out. And I know it's outdoors and it's obviously safer than dining indoors, but it, it has me nervous just because, you know, my, my parents are, uh, you know, a little older and my sister has two kids and I, I would prefer if they took in a little bit more, but. Right. And also, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you understand that, like, even before Corona, like, things weren't as hygienic as we would all like to believe, so. Sure. It's awful. And it's, like, such a shame for so many of these, like, servers who, like, obviously, like, need the work, but, like, are putting themselves at huge risk for people who just, like, you know, need their Bloody Mary is on Sunday. and You can make a Bloody uh, Mary at home. It's a thing. I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's it's a real bummer, and also like a lot of my favorite places have started closing here. I'm sure in New York, it's been the same thing, and uh, it's only going to continue to happen just because you know, like you already have razor thin margins with restaurants to begin with, and then once you throw this in, it's just it's just not tenable, and so. No, it's uh, not, and there's this whole argument with whether or not we reopen for the um, for the um, economy or for our well-being, you know, for the right reasons and whatnot. But, um, I mean, if you, if you believe in this thing called science, it's pretty clear that we're probably only going to be open for so long. Um, you know, I, I've heard of it, and I, I don't want to fully dismiss science, but I choose to get most of my information from uh, unsourced Facebook memes. No, that's days. good. That's good. I find it, it's just, it's just better. I, I just, you know, like, my high school acquaintance's cousin really just seems to like have the COVID thing down. And right. so I'm just trusting her for, for everything now. Right. Um, I finally turned to Facebook to find out if I should give my 11, almost 12 year old son an Instagram account. And the biggest problem with that is what do I talk about on Instagram? It's them. So like, yeah, I would only, I only give it to you if you can, we can figure out how to block you. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I can't, I don't know. And so he, um, so, so far we're on pause, but then I took a poll on Instagram or on Facebook and people think very strongly that I should and should not give him an Instagram account. So that's, that's fair. This is so fascinating. Cause I have, you know, like a lot of my friends are comedy writers and they're kind of like snarky, sarcastic assholes and they're constantly begging on their children, which is great. But I like do wonder at one point, <laughs> at one point, <laughs> You stop just because the, the kids are kind of like him yeah. you shitting on them. And it just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't I, think you do because this is what people make their like, like you, like you got on this fucking soapbox. You stay on that soapbox, you know? And yeah, also, they don't get out. better. Like, I don't, I don't think they get better. My kids were trying to drown each other in our pool for like 30 minutes. Wow. Humble brag that you got that pool. Way to bury the lead there but I, <laughs> I got a nice house i got a well, we moved into the nice part of town um right before everyone's all the right before the economy tanked again 
note to self, if Lindsay buys a new house, know that shit's going to go down soon after. (laughs) (laughs) I never put that together. Um, Justin, do we have a release date yet for this next season of Superstore? Um, I read sometime in October, but I'm blanking on it now. I think that's right. I should know this. I've yeah, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, and I can't remember what I've read, but yeah. um, um, I wanted uh, to be able to say, you know. If you Google it, it's online, but I, I think it's either like the last week. <laughs> that sounds so lazy. I write well, I'm going to fucking Google it right now. I can do this. We're both sitting at computers. Right. That's a superstore return. I think I just said superstore. Um, uh, no, it doesn't look like anyone. November, can... no. I was, uh, the first results in November 30th, 2015. That's wrong. Yes, that's not right. Um, <coughs> well, the production, okay, multiple insiders say that that should re- produce, blah, 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 production resume mid May. Premiere week starting September 21st. So we're going to assume that didn't happen um, because we were all in lockdown. Um, I think I read sometime in October, but when I... I'm seeing October 22nd. That's what's showing up for me. You know, I feel like you should know more about this than you do. (laughs) I feel like you're being kind of lazy and not committed to your current job. (laughs) If you're listening... Write it down in light pencil. Yeah, very really light pencil. And, just, and, and maybe do like a backup Google search just in case. Like set your DVR now for when new episodes air so we don't have to think about it. Because yes. Justin doesn't know. Um, and people should follow you on Twitter. By the way, I did enjoy the 2014 conversation of number of Twitter followers because that, I, uh, again, this is you and um, Jen Statsky from Stalking. Only old stuff out there. Stuff you have to, stop. to be the only person in the world who has watched. I watched your stand up. I watched it with Scott Rogowski. Yeah. I also year. watched your stand up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, also, there's a race car driver with your name and then like a sort of dickhead 14 year old kid out there as well. Um, oh, I didn't know there were t- I knew there was one other Justin James. Yeah. Um, and he is a race car driver. Um, is he like a well-known and I'm just dumb? Because I'm fine with that. You know, I follow a lot of race car driving. And so I... I <laughs> I'm I, shaking I, my head because I'm like, I don't believe that. No, you're he, not... He could be the number two race car driver in the world and I wouldn't know. Um, I don't... I, I know that there's a guy named... Nope, I don't think I can name one. So we're good. Mario Ferrer... Fuck it, I don't know. But I did watch that movie about race car driving. So. Ford versus Ferrari? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Who wins? Uh, I don't. Ford. Ford, obviously. Brian Ferrari's Ferrari. Oh, uh, no, okay. No, Ferrari's the bad guy. Oh, okay, okay. Ford wins. It's like an American. It's it's a great American tale. It's like the next Forrest Gump, but with less running. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll check it out. I'm running out of movies. I'll watch anything. Just name anything, and I will watch it at this point. Um, I just I watched Captured on Netflix, and it's um, uh. The first episode is fantastic. It's about the um, prison riot of random state. Hold on. You're Googling again. There's, there's so Lucasville. much Googling in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> about the Lucasville prison riots. Okay. In Dayton, Ohio, or in Ohio. Because I looked it up afterwards for more information. And so gotcha. it's still, but I haven't read it because 
I don't do that. I just Google. I'm, I have ADD, so I get very distracted, <laughs> like research yeah. something and walk away. Um, but, um, Would but you yes. edit out the Googling, Googling silences in the podcast or you, you just, you leave those I in. cannot fucking edit. I can't. I did it. And then I, you know, I, um, no, unless you like look back and go, I wish I wouldn't have said that. And then I'm like, oh, so that'll be the intro. No, just kidding. But then I would. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Justin, thank you. Okay. So where should we follow you on net on a, a Netflix? I'm <laughs> Um, that would be good too. I'd watch your Netflix show. Um, yeah. uh, you're on Instagram at Justin Shane's, correct? Yes. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. You did the smart thing and use like just your name. Yeah. I, I've been able to get that name. The other, I beat the other Justin Shane's every time, but I'm nervous that the next big social media platform, like he, he gets there first and I have to be like Justin Shane's one or the real Justin Shane's or something. That 14 year old douchebag is like, if you look for him, no, he's oh, he's calling people. 14? He's got to be tech savvy. He probably is, is able to, you know, hack the system and do some crazy He's shit. got better quality than your, um, your first stand-up thing that people can Google on. He's got a better life just all around. He's, just, <laughs> he's 14. He's, just what do you know? <laughs> he's 14 and doesn't play the saxophone. And he's like this, you know, his girlfriend was like, look at my boyfriend prank calling people. This is the last thing I'll say, which is that things, things lately with the wildfires have gotten so dark that I, I've been Googling vintage saxophones, like 19, late 1950s Selmers, oh. potentially buy just to have a good saxophone. Cause I have like this old school saxophone. It's like a piece of shit. Probably never returned it and owe them like a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been looking up vintage saxophones. Um, that, that's kind of where I'm at. So if you, you know, if you can put it on my roll top desk with my typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come over one day and I'll play. And, that know. would be fantastic. Next time yeah. you're, you're in New York, come on over. You can go in the pool. And I love fantastic. it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast. If you like what you hear, Please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, shout from rooftops, smoke signals, hot air balloons, whatever. I'll take any of it. Uh, and if you really like what you're listening, why don't you become a patron? Join our Patreon. Visit us at patreon.com backslash neurotic nourishment. Thanks. Thanks.